So unless you're part time, cat falls in love with guy who rescues him. Okay. What? Something to, like hissing feral cat. Oh, okay. Falls in love with guy who rescues him on Dodo. <clears throat> Dodo, interesting. I never heard of it before. I was like, is that our next story? I hope not. No. No more cats. Actually, it is um, Theracanthropy is going to be our next story. What? A story of Theracanthropy. Like what? Where? What? (laughs) A story about Theracanthropy. I don't know what that is. I was like, is that like lichen OP? (laughs) But never mind. Lichen OP? Uh, Lycanthropy. Yeah. Oh, lycanthropy. Like like werewolves, like yes. a lichen. Well, it is and it isn't. It um, theracanthropy is about people literally turning into dogs. I don't even think we need an intro. I'm just going to use this because I I'm too flabbergasted right now. What do you talk? What do you mean turning into dogs? Like like a like dog, dog dog like a bark, like a bark, domestic yes. house pet dog, you're not talking yes. about a, a six foot dog man. You're talking no, about being not turned a dog into man, not a werewolf, not a skinwalker, none of that. A dog. Roof. So what you're saying is, whenever we see, whenever we see, yeah, okay, but whenever we see dogs on the street, there's a chance, even remote, that it was once a human being. Is that what you're saying to me? Possibly. Possibly. Not to mention dogs with human brains, which is another entire entity. We will cross that another time. <laughs> Kenny? Do- what do you mean dogs with human brains? Kenny, don't 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 melt on me yet. What do you it's mean dogs with thing. human brains? Dogs with human brains that can talk. Oh, well, couldn't they still be dog brains and they're dog brains? They can still talk? Well, or is that a whole different know. thing? Well, I mean, they, they seem to be able to hold conversations and stuff. Uh, okay. Well, let's do the other <laughs> word that I can't pronounce first. and Theracanthropy. Theracanthropy. Okay. Yes. Let's do that one now. All right. So it is, like I said, it is the ability for a human being to change into a lower animal such as a dog. Okay. Wait. So it could be cat. Or it could be... It could be cat, but but the story something. that I'm going to tell you is a dog story. Okay. But this covers this, animals, not just animals dogs. in okay. general. But All yes, right. but it, right. it's usually associated with dogs. All right. At least the stories I have found are mostly dog stories. Okay. I'm really having so, a tough time with this one. Go ahead. Already? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, this would have been in Berkshire... Um, countryside in Berkshire, England. Um, and this, the time frame would be the mid-1850s, okay? Mm-hmm. There were two medical students by the name of Michael Rendell and George French. They were, it's the middle of the winter, they're going home to visit their their families in the, in the village that they grew up in, and or villages, because they're neighboring villages, and they're passing through the Berkshire countryside it is snowing it is bitter cold and it's getting worse by the minute so they decide that rather than trying to push on tonight um they're going to find a place and shelter over the night because the nights are getting very bitter it's you know it isn't like now where there's street lights and pole lights in the country and all of that it's just really nasty and dark and easy to get lost 
So the best thing is to just find some place to, to bed down for the night. So as they're going along, they, um, they decide as the snow is getting worse, we, we've got to find shelter. So they, they are in the woods there and they, they see in the distance a light and are thinking, let's go toward that light. Maybe there's a, somebody will give us some shelter that, at that house. When they get there, it's just this little tiny weather-beaten cottage. And shed not too far from the cottage doors and they take the horses in there. It's, it's out of the wind at least tie the horses and go and knock on the door. And an old woman, just a little tiny old woman. Um, she's about, you know, five foot two with white hair and kind of all wrapped up in layers and layers. And cause it's cold and she's kind of, she smiles at them and she's like, Oh goodness, goodness. What's wrong with you? You fine young boys out here on a night like this. And they can see behind her near the hearth. There's these four great big black dogs laying there. And there's a crow perched up on the mantle, um, watching them. And she says, Oh, you need to come in and get warm. It's too dangerous to be out there on a night like this. And the dogs are sitting there kind of glaring at them and they come in and, dust themselves off from all the snow that's all over them and and sort of try to cuddle up to that mantle to get warm and she says you poor lads let me get you something to eat there's a kettle boiling there and she dips out two bowls of this stew or whatever it is and she says just eat eat and get get warmed up it'll warm you up on the inside and she's like and who knows whenever you'll get a broth as good as this again so the guy's and she, um, you know, they start to eat and she's kind of chuckling to herself the whole time and, and what have you. And as soon as they, she, they eat the broth, they're, they're very tired and, and the heat, you know how it is whenever you go outside and the bitter winter cold and you come back in, you get kind of sleepy. Mm-hmm. So they kind of attribute it to that and they wrap themselves up in their, in their jackets and lay there by the fireplace near where the dogs are and, and they go to sleep. Um, just about dawn, it's just beginning, the light's starting to, to come in through the window. They wake up, and um, George starts to stretch, and he feels funny. He just feels really funny. And he's looking around, and he looks down, and he doesn't have hands anymore. He has paws. He's covered in black fur, and he tries to yell, you know, to to yell for his partner his, to tell him, you know, there's something wrong. And when he looks at Michael, Michael's not there anymore. There's another dog. And the other four dogs are laying there kind of watching him apathetically. And he doesn't know what to make of it. He's like, oh, my God, I, I, I'm a dog. He, can, he thinks like a man, but he, when he tries to open his mouth to talk, it's just barking. And he wonders if he thinks one of those other dogs has to be Michael. If I'm a, if whatever that old woman did, I don't know what it is, but she did something. Um, and he's trying to figure out what to do. And the old lady comes in with an armload of wood. And just that moment, um, he takes off running past her thinking he's got to get out of there. And one of the dogs, which later he'll discover is Michael follows after him very closely and um they take off running in the cold and and keep on going and there's still clothing on them and it starts it's kind of falling off as they're running you know their clothing and what have you and they run into the woods and when they get to the road they're freezing and they're shaking and they're scared and they don't know what to do and they can't talk to each other and they start down the road 
And as they're walking down the road, this man comes running out with a big stick and he's yelling at them to get out of the area. You know, a big dog like a mastiff or something like that. Um, it could eat your your chickens and what have you. So the guy's chasing them down and whacking at them with this silver, with this big old silver cane of his, yelling for them to get away, get away, get away. And they take off running again and um, and go down the road a little ways. And then they see the second man, and it's an older man, and he's he comes out with a a wooden staff and he's yelling at them to get out of the way, get out of here, get out of here. And he's wearing like a priest's collar. And, um, they, they kind of dance out outside of his, his range of hitting them, but they're still there. And all of a sudden, um, the priest stops and he kind of drops to his knees and he says, good Lord. And George looks at Michael and Michael looks at George and suddenly they're men again, completely naked, laying in the snow and, little bits and ragged pieces of clothing still clinging to them. And the priest is, you know, he's, he's in awe. He's never seen anything like this. And he's like, my sons hurry, get inside this building. You'll freeze to death. And once they gets him inside, he gives some blankets to wrap up in. And he hears their crazy story about, you know, stopping at this little house in the, in the woods and drinking this broth. And the lady had these four big black dogs. And, and he's like, um, it can't be. It just can't be. And they're like, what can't be? And he's like, there's a legend. There's a story. Um, and I've heard it before about a woman that used to live in a cottage back there who was a witch. But this was like a couple hundred years ago and they burned the cottage down and killed her. It, it just can't be. There's nothing back there anymore, boys, but the ruins of that old cottage. So the boys, he rounds them up some clothing and what have you, and he, he convinces them that they got to go into town with him. And um, they walk into town with him, their feet wrapped in rags, and they tell the sheriff what's going on, and the sheriff goes out. And the sheriff is inclined to not believe them, except for when he walks with an area where they say they met the old woman in the cottage he finds two sets of dog prints that seem to start out of nowhere and run across the field toward the road and as they're going they become almost human in spots and then they're back to dog prints and right where the priest met them he could see dog prints running towards the priest's cottage and then human bare feet prints going from there and there is no explanation there was no cottage there just the legend of the old woman who changed men into dogs is this a police report Where, this was what's actually, validating about this what's validating about it was written by route uh, in the priest's um journal it was written about in the local um police blotter in the time in the 1850s but uh -huh. the story has um never quite died down and it actually made a couple of the local newspapers as well hmm. well that's interesting there didn't happen to be a staircase there was nope, there no staircases but i did <laughs> see a lot of people found the staircase stories very interesting yeah yep I'm de developing a movie idea, and that's a part of it now. So thank you oh, for dear. that. Oh, I'm going well, to tell you about it. 
Okay. So not not on air, but off air, I'll tell you about it. Right. But um, um, I just thought it was a really interesting story. I've always been fascinated with that story. Because, you know, I mean, what are the odds? So the broth is what did it. Most likely. Well, she makes a yeah. She makes a point of saying you'll never have a broth like this again. And they remembered that, you know, whenever they told it to the priest. Okay. So, I just thought it was interesting. And there, there are other stories about the same thing, or is that pretty much? The well, apparently one? there was a. Um, you mean about people turning into animals and then back to human? Yeah, there have, there have been stories about that for hundreds of years in different cultures. Okay. But this one was kind of well documented because it did make the priest journals. It did make the police officer wrote a report at the time. And a couple of the local newspapers did a little like blurb about it mm-hmm. at the time. Okay. So that kind of took it beyond. Yeah, just a folktale or something. Yeah. But I just thought it was a really interesting story. That's cool. I wonder, like, okay, so they say they killed her, though. She was supposedly burned in a cottage um, a couple hundred years earlier. Right. But there were, like, all these little legends and stuff. But he often wondered, they often wondered if the other four dogs that they saw there were other people that she had turned and that had never gotten away. Yeah. You know, if she continued to feed them the broth, they'd continue to be dogs. Right. Hmm. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? Like they say, the cottage is burned down. There's nothing there, but they came out of a cottage. So what? And, what yeah. do we think that? What do you think that might be? I think like she, a rift of some sort, or like she, yeah, she materialized it out of nowhere. Um, you know, like ghost stories where things appear out of no nowhere. Yeah. However, okay. that happens. Okay. And I think she just she did that. That. And the interesting thing I thought was the fact that these boys were not from this area. They didn't know the story. Mm-hmm. They were just passing through on their way home. Right. So to stumble across this story um, and, and come up with it out of whole cloth would have been quite diff- difficult. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, who would have? That would not have been my first story to tell. Wow. That's cool. Well, or is it? <laughs> Now that's well, scary. It's interesting. Now we can be turned into animals. Uh, oh no. <sighs> okay. Well, that's uh, wh- what's the word? What's the oh, word? the word was the thera- theracanthropy. Theracanthropy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, next time you have a spelling bee and that one comes up, make sure you look that one up. Yes, you like theracanthropy. T H E. No, I don't even know. I'm terrible at spelling. T H E R A C. Hang on. T H E R A T H R O P Y. Disqualified. That's why I write everything down. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that tale. And uh, we'll get you on the next one, Para Peeps. Yes, we will. Bye bye.